welcome to the first ever uh, Radionomics podcast. I'm Dan the Radio Man, and we are today looking at uh, Rajar Q3 quarterlies and other uh, radio figures for today, as well as uh, some comments that have come in the wake of uh, Rajar Q3. So we'll get into it without further ado. Let's get into it. Um, starting with the with the numbers, first of all, starting with the uh, numbers. If we go to my nice little Q spreadsheet, which shows all the numbers that we are going to be looking at today in terms of listening figures and the you can see a breakdown here of all the um, all the stations. So you've got, um, <clears throat> I had uh, edited this beforehand, but it decided not to save. Uh, so you've seen, you can see all the uh, all the numbers, and I will just stretch out the categories as well. Uh, just to say, because you've got survey period, population, as well as the reach and, and things like that, which are incredibly important to uh, look at and analyze. When you're looking at these things, and you've got the average hour per per head, per listener, a total listening hours, and a share of the uh, the listening audience as well. So it's all uh, it's all important. I will just have to change this now so that we can uh, get it all here. Let's just uh, get rid of that, and we'll transition into um, that. So that's spreadsheet done. Uh, we've got a few graphs as well to look at, and uh, well, the real, the the, the major headlines uh, from these uh, facts and figures of Q3 Rajar uh, for 2021. Well, the thing is, this is the first one since the pandemic. Now, the, what we were told during the pandemic is that radio listening figures had increased. Everyone was listening uh, to the radio more, and were from people that I spoke to in local radio, they, they suggested that they were getting a lot more uh, interactions and people that had never listened before were listening for the first time. So what does this information tell us? It tells us that 89% of people aged over 15 are in fact uh, listening to the radio, which is fantastic news. 89% of people aged over 15 in the population, rage are... Uh, obviously suspended uh, data collection uh, since March 2020. So we have Q1 2020 results, um, but this is the first one, uh, Q3 of 2021. Now it has that you you can analyze a little bit from this, but you can't analyze a lot from this because you need really yearly figures. So we'll be able to really analyze where radio is at in terms of Q3 2022 because then we'll have a full year of uh, radio listening figures. Uh, now, there is a new, there was a new approach, a revised approach to the existing uh, survey, which was in, in has traditionally been in the form of a diary, the listener diary, which I've always thought was <laughs> a tad bit outdated, but apparently uh, that's how they were still going to do it, and I really have no idea why. But um, that is how they wanted to do it. They wanted to do, um, they wanted to do it by using that method, which I still think is outdated. But they did use start to use digital uh, means of well less intrusive, I say, or less pain pains in the ass way of 
collecting data. Uh, so they were gathering data um, normally by the listener diary, but uh, they had face-to-face -face meet with the uh, recruit, recruited listeners as well, and uh, used media cell which is relatively new and um, runs essentially applications on smartphones to kind of get listener data and figures. So uh, as we say, the big story is that 89% of the population aged over 15 are listening to the radio, which is fantastic news. Based on these, well, we can't compare them uh, to previous ones. But uh, whilst uh, the latest figures have been calculated using a modified survey methodology, uh, they also show the total combined audience for all radio, including BBC and commercial combined, is at the highest level ever recorded at 49 and a half million people, which once again is fantastic. Uh, the survey also found that time spent listening at home has more than made up for shifts in listening at work and in the car, uh, uh, with average listening hours remaining as, uh, uh, remaining higher to 20.4 hours per week. 65.8% uh, of the listening figures uh, came from digital listening. Uh, that's up 5.8% on Q1 2020, where uh, digital radio listening figures were around 60% according to Rajar. So that's been an increase. Uh, and what we're seeing now is the trend away from your traditional format of listening in the car, of listening on FM, AM. It is all about DAB listening and smart listening, the smart speakers, internet listening as well. So as I say, you know, we've had 65% digital list listening. Uh, so listening via DAB is now the most popular means of all radio listening accounting for 43% overall, and that's it makes up a part of that 65%. Um, FM is, AM FM, still popular, second place, 34.2% uh, of listeners are listening in via those uh, frequencies and uh, using those methods. Listening via apps counts for 18.1%. That goes back into the digital listening and all lis uh, of, of all listening, and uh, that makes up for about 27.5% of digital listening. Um, and listening via digital television is 4.7% and 7.2% uh, of digital listening. Okay, you understand me? Uh, the new data <laughs> shows that 41 million adults or 74% of the population aged 15 plus now tune into a digital radio every week and 69% claim they own or have access to a DAB radio. The strong performance of digital platforms has been boosted by the launch of a number of new digital stations that we've seen in the last 18 months. There have been various ones like Times Radio and the various capital uh, radio stations and even Boom Radio. And really, the the kind of, if you go all the way back to 2019, uh, a couple of years actually, not even 2019, the, the real kicker for DAB. DAB has been around uh, for a number of years, but there's never been a, a true kind of a desire to start DAB-only stations all the way back until... Um, I think it was 2016 with Virgin. I, I think I'll give them credit for that. But uh, the strong performance of digital platforms has boosted a number of those stations uh, with uh, Times Radio and Boom Radio, two radio stations that we're really going to be talking about a little bit later on. Uh, these stations have joined established digital-only brands uh, such as Radio 6, 6 Music, Kistry, Virgin Radio, uh, Radio X now, which I believe is Dab Plus only. 
Uh, oh, sorry, that has an FM license. I just remembered FM license in London and Manchester doesn't count. Uh, BBC Radio 4 Extra is the third most popular uh, digital users, followed by uh, Radio 5 Live Sports Extra with 1.697 million listeners. Virgin Radio, by the way, 1.631 million. Absolute 80s ahead of Virgin Radio, 1.690 million listeners, which is ironic considering Absolute is the original Virgin Radio. And Heart 80s, 1.493 million. Digital listening in cars as well accounts for 53% of all listening within uh, with DAB in cards, accounting for forty six point six percent of listeners compared to thirty three point one percent AM FM uh, to uh, listeners and uh, online apps listening for accounting six point four percent. An indication that drivers are now listening to radio in cars via apps using their smartphones. Uh, in case you don't have DAB. Or the DAB, I find the DAB signal quite ropey. So it's better to, to to link your phone. So that's kind of the basics. Now, I have got some graphs and things to show you a little bit later on. But first of all, these 2020 results have shown some worrying trends that we're going to get to. We're going to chat, though about two stations that are celebrating their first radar results as reported by radio today and that is boom radio which has done very well and times radio which has done very well as well so the first radar figures for boom radio which is a new national station uh, reportedly according to radar reaching reaching 233,000 listeners every week that is fantastic uh, for a, a relatively new station. Times Radio has been going a little bit longer than Boom Radio and obviously very different station. Was pitched kind of as uh, an alternative to Radio 4, has been kind of more Radio 5, uh, more Radio 5's politics hour than, than Radio 4's politics uh, show, political shows, more Radio 5 Live's political content, I should say, than Radio 4's political content. But they have an impressive 637 thousand uh, listeners which um i think is the best of the kind of newer dab stations it's certainly more successful uh than some of the other uh, news uk radio station brands when they first launched i know uh when talk radio and virgin radio uh launched they weren't they weren't owned by news uk but um did not have uh, tremendous figures they were in the round the 200 to 300,000 but obviously they've made changes in virgin radio banked on Chris Evans to bring in that listener basis, which is exactly, exactly what he did, and they got over a million. Um, It has been a really successful start for both Boom Radio and for uh, Times Radio, uh, both of which launched during the pandemic, with Boom Radio getting an average listening hour per week of around eight hours, and Times getting on about 5.5, and... It's good for new uh, stations. We've covered some of the some of the basics, but let's let's go into uh, some of the stations now. Uh, obviously, with Times Radio having about six hundred thirty-seven thousand listeners and uh, three point five million listening hours, uh, more than Talk Radio, by the way, that's four hundred fifty thousand. Uh, less than LBC, that's three million, and Radio Four has ten point seven million listening hours. Boom Radio's first radar 
Um, obviously, they've got a quarter of a million in terms of reach. Kiss Tree is the most popular commercial digital station, digital-only station with 2.2 million. Uh, what is also interesting is Chris Moyles on Radio X has more listeners than Chris Evans. 1.08, he has more uh, listeners uh, compared to Chris Evans, who... Um, apologies, I'm going to sneeze in a minute. Uh, 0.98 million. So Chris Evans is just under a million. Chris Moyles is just under 1.1 million. Uh, with uh, Kistry being the most popular digital commercial station, what is the most popular digital station overall? Well, you won't be surprised by this. It's Radio 6 Music uh, with 2.6 million uh, listeners. Uh, Radio 1 was 8.25 million, and Radio 1's Breakfast Show has around 4.28 million listeners. If we go to Radio 1, which is here, you can't see the individual breakdown of the shows because I don't pay seven grand uh, to access them. But you can see Radio 1's, you can see their listening share of the total, total, TSA, the total surveyed audience uh, is 2.1, which is fantastic. You can see all, you know, the BBC, all BBC Radio makes up for fifth, over half of all the total uh, surveyed audience listening, whether that's the BBC Radio Network, the national brands making up 44.7%, or whether that's the BBC local radio uh, group making up for 6.1%. Commercial, doing very well. It's nearly, it's challenging the BBC. It's nearly got 50. 47.1% uh, of the total surveyed audience uh, that's all commercial radio. If you look at national commercial radio, obviously that's doing a lot better uh, than uh, the now decimated local commercial radio scene uh, with uh, all commercial, with uh, now all national commercial radio, 23.2%. Uh, all local commercial radio is actually actually faring rather better. I said it was decimated, but it's actually faring rather better at 23.9%. And then other radio stations some not community they aren't included in um radio i don't know any community radio station that pays the fees uh, to be included in radio but um other radio listening going down to uh, 2.1% and as somebody that works in community radio i can tell you that the listening figures have gone up in community radio as people look for an alternative uh let's get back to those listening figures then bbc radio 2 BBC Radio 2 have 2.17 million listeners, with BBC Radio 4 still, I think, the behind uh, um, uh, Radio 2. Radio 2 has 14.6 million listeners, sorry, with uh, 7.22 million uh, tuning in for Zoe Ball and her breakfast show, which is still the most popular in the country, and Radio 2 being... The most popular station, 14.6 million. I uh, believe Radio Radio 4 is the uh, second choice. Radio 1's third. Radio 4 is second. 10.76 million uh, with 6.71 million listening in uh, to the to the uh, Today Show. Um, would love to know what the Archers gets. Um, but they get 6.71 million for the Today Show. Then after after Radio One in third, we we've done that. Uh, then I th- I believe it's uh, Radio Five in terms of the BBC. It's a five point nine one. But if you look at the if if I go back to the um, 
the, the, the spreadsheet and I go to, if I look at the capital brand and we have the, where is it, population reach, reach percentage. If I look at the reach percentage for Radio 1 is around 5% and then I look at the capital brand, zero. That's for Boom Radio. Um, that shouldn't have uh, clicked capital. The capital brand has 14%. So Radio 1, ha sorry, has 15%. That's other radio. 15% for Radio 1, 14% for the capital brand. So that's pretty good. Pretty good for the capital brand. Capital Network UK, I really don't know what the difference is there, but there's a 2% difference um, between... I think the capital brand is all the stations, whereas the capital network is just the capital stations. So the capital brand includes capital extra, uh, things like that, capital dance, capital, uh, whereas the capital network is... No, I think the capital network encompasses all the brands, whereas the capital brand is just the brand. Uh, there you go. I'm sorry, I've confused you there. Look at the heart brand then compared to Radio 2. 18% for Heart Radio UK, uh, if I look at um, Radio 2, 26% very much on the back end, but they are more popular than Radio 1, which is um, very key, very key for the Heart brand. What we are seeing, and I'll get to this later because we have got a few, um, a few graphs to show you before we move on. Uh, we... If we look at stations that target a similar audience, uh, I mean, we look at Heart kind of goes after the same audience as Radio 2, but not really. So they're more of a combination of going after Radio 1 and Radio 2. Uh, how it was described to me once was uh, Mum Radio. And they've got 18% of the total surveyed audience. Um so it, well, they've got the reach percentage, 18% reach, and it's, what, 6.2% of the TSA? <clears throat> so 6.2% <clears throat> of the total surveyed audience uh, tune into Heart. So that's the Heart brand. Heart network uh, is 15%. So the Heart brand encompasses all. Once again, I think the Heart brand encompasses all, where, whereas the Heart network is just the Heart station. So Heart London, Heart Wiltshire, Heart Northwest, and all all the local, all the local Heart networks that there are, um, they make up for fifteen percent. But the Heart brand, very is pulling the muscle. It is the muscle behind Global. Uh, let's look at um, LBC had some very good ones, but we we won't get to Speech Radio uh, today. I don't think. Uh, I want to look at Bauer, and I want to look at Magic, and I want to look at the Magic Network because they're in a very similar kind of position to um, Smooth, which is another global station. I think it's important to look at the Smooth brand and compare the Magic Network. So the Magic Network gets around 0.5% in terms of reach. Um, what is it? Not point average out. Sorry, that's not reach percentage. Uh, this is reach percentage. Um, so the Magic brand, the Magic Network, so to speak, uh, get seven percent of the overall uh, percentage of, uh, of uh, reach 
That's a reach percentage of 7%. Smooth gets more, actually, 11%. So these two that are kind of rivals at the moment, Smooth is, is winning out over Magic. They both cater to very similar audiences. Uh, in London, what is good to have a look at is in London on FM and see which stations are doing uh, the most in terms of uh, numbers. And London, in terms of commercial radio, you've got uh, Heart with 1.1, sorry, 1.91 million listeners. You've got Capital in second place with 1.78 million listeners. So very good um, audience figures for the two global stations in that one. Magic is the top Bauer station at 1.59 million. Then LBC, another global brand at 1.56 James O'Brien doing very well at LBC. And then it's another one, the more youth the more youth orientated uh, station for Bauer is uh, Kiss. Uh, barely scraping one and a half million. Not even one and a half million. One, barely scraping a million at 1.06 million. Uh, whereas, uh, obviously, Capital got 1.78. So, in terms of global, now we can break it down by brand, and global has 25.7 million weekly listeners. That's 23.5% overall. The Heart brand has over 10 million weekly reach, and with their uh, breakfast show from uh, Jamie Thinkston and uh, Amanda Holden reaching four and 4.1 million listeners. Radio X reaches around 1.9 million and growing in reach hours and share it's a lot it's actually the station's largest ever audience lbc has three million people tuning in each week and hours and shares are also the highest in the station's 48 year history it is it in it only its second set of radio results lbc news by the way which is a uh, spin-off channel has reached 806,000. Uh, Smooth also celebrates its highest audience figures ever with 5.9 million weekly. As I said, it's beaten Magic, which is uh, great for Global. It's giving them the bragging rights over Bauer, their biggest commercial rival, and Capital has 7.6 million. Uh, Bauer has also delivered, to be fair. They've increased their listening figures. They've reached a record 20.6 million. Greatest Hits Radio, one of the new ones that took over a lot of local stations when Wireless Group sold uh, their local radio stations, such as Signal 1 in Stoke, which was the one I used to live by, and uh, uh, Lynx FM Group sold their stations to Bauer, as well as uh, UKRD Group, uh, the UK radio uh, group selling uh, their stations, some of which have stayed independent, like Pirate, FM, some of which have been uh, made into the greatest hits or the hits, and of course, uh, was all I believe it was all kickstarted if I remember all the way back by Celador Radio selling off their Sam FM and um, what was the other one, the Breeze, Sam FM and the Breeze brands over to Bauer, the Breeze and Sam FM brands, most most of which have been taken on as the greatest hits radio, uh, the only one that I believe. Uh, Fire Radio existed in Bournemouth and Poole, but I believe that is now Greatest Hits because, um, well, they already own Wave 
in in that part of the world so i really don't understand why they own two radio stations competing against each other but oh well um it's it's radio let's not question it uh the only other one was sam fm bristol which was the last one to change over so all the sam brands moved to greatest hits apart from sam fm bristol which was uh, maintained for for a while before uh, closing down and becoming the hits bristol which means that bauer i'm surprised they didn't make, bring back kiss because they had a bristol kiss station as well i would like to have seen them brought back that back but that's more nostalgia purposes than business uh, sense uh, so greatest hits radio has uh, in london which remember it replaced absolute on the london frequency it's um got a weekly audience of 548,000 for its new 105.8. This to me was a bit weird because Absolute aren't the same as the station that obviously replaces them. They're very different stations, Absolute and, and Greatest Hits. But, uh, but what was more strange to me is that you put the Greatest Hits radio on 105.8, but as far as... You know, I've listened to both these stations, and I'm a fan of one over the other. They're both Bauer stations, but there's one at um, 105.4, and that's Magic. And Magic in Greatest Hits, there is a lot of crossover there. And what I do see in radio is, and, and this isn't just a Bauer thing, this is a global thing as well. They like to create radio stations that completely split their audience from the main station. I mean, you've got the sub-variants of Hearts, sub-variants of Capital... Uh, with Capital Dance and Capital Extra and Capital Extra Reloaded. I would argue you don't need all these brands. You should just try and keep them into one station. But I, I suppose you want to create more niches, which has always been the BBC's thing. It's never been a commercial radio thing, maybe because it they didn't believe they had the platform or um, it wasn't going to work. Digital has opened that door to more commercial variations on particular formats. But I... I struggle to see the point of having Greatest Hits Radio at 105.8 on the London in FM when you've got Magic at 105.4 because there is a lot of... They don't do exactly the same thing, but there is an, a lot of audience crossover there. So I would have kept maybe Absolute. If if I'm looking for from a business perspective, I'd probably kept Absolute at 105.8. But... 548,000 weekly listeners on that that London frequency of 105.8. The network has overall across the UK reached 3.1 million, which I can show you, I believe, in this chart. So if I go to the Greatest Hits Network, it's Greatest Hits Radio, that's the London frequency, 5%, but the network has 6% in reach that is across the uk so that will be um <coughs> so that will be um across the the country so it'll be a greatest hits radio wiltshire greatest hits radio uh berkshire um i don't know if they have one in bristol i can't remember um because yes they will because they had a um a breeze radio in bristol so yes they they do have greatest hits radio in bristol sorry i'm just getting confused with uh sam fm which is the hits bristol um but they have a six percent reach. What is also um, what is also important to to note is that despite Absolute Radio leaving FM in London, it has actually recorded its highest ever uh, reach of five point two 
million and I think we can see that here if we go to absolute and we see um, we see this um, absolute it is yeah, you can see that the, the 6.1 average hours popular you know obviously the population is exactly the same on all of them but um, total uh, total reach you can see is is essentially in the millions uh, to to um, what is it two point five point two million sorry and uh, that's the highest ever recorded for absolute radio the kiss network has a brown uh, a reach of uh, four four point seven uh, million reach including uh, the number one commercial digital only station in history which we told you about and there's growth for the new scala radio uh, Kerrang and Planet Rock, they're still around and they're still doing good. But uh, if we're looking at the independents now, uh, those that aren't uh, a part of big uh, big groups, I should say that Jack Media, the Jack Media group that owns a number of stations based in Oxfordshire, uh, lovely, lovely group of radio stations, uh, continues to reach 320,000 listeners every week on its portfolio across its national brands and across Jack FM in Oxfordshire, 85,000 across Oxfordshire and the new national stations, Union Jack, 52,000 Jack Dance with 80, Union Jack Dance I should say, 88,000 they have a combined reach of 140,000 uh, week despite launching during the pandemic and um, that seems to be the the big one, but here here we go. So we now have to look at uh, particularly uh, uh, this graph. I hope we can uh, we can get up this uh, this graph now. Hopefully we can um, bring it up. Come on, can we bring it up? No, apparently not. Uh, hopefully, ah, now we can. Here we go. So if we bring up this graph, which it keeps disappearing, so I can't actually bring it up, which is a little bit uh, annoying. Here we go. Uh, these are all, this one is from um, Radio Today, by the way. They they get all the credit for this. Um, and what it shows is a changing, uh, this one shows changing behavior of like uh, a, of the total listeners to uh, AM, you see this, AM, FM, DAB, digital television and internet, and you can see that this is all radio figures. This is during the day, so you can see there's there's less listeners at breakfast, which was a trend two years ago, but of course during the pandemic people aren't going to work, so there, there was even uh, a steeper decline, but that should that should kind of come back. There should be a rise in breakfast listening um, as we uh, get more figures out for the next couple of quarters. But you can see, you know, the, the peak was around seven, half seven. And then from there, it, it, it is pretty steady. And then at around six, six thirty, <coughs> it starts to uh, fade out until it uh, returns to pretty small uh, levels at around uh, midnight where people stop listening and, and listen through the night. Uh, what we can see is that FM is still 
during the so during the morning, you know, DAB is slightly between six and and around half six, according to this. They reckon DAB is slightly more popular, and then FM seems to FM and AM seems to overtake it, and then it returns during the evening at around five to being a more DAB orientated uh, market. Uh, you can see internet listening is above digital television uh, listening, which is um, interesting uh, because of the. I would have thought there would have been a, an increase in um, in uh, digital television listening, but apparently not uh what is also interesting is this fantastic graph here which is uh shows you where people are listening at home in a car van lorry so we've obviously during the pandemic people not traveling as much we've seen people not listening in their cars people obviously not listening at work because they've not been at work uh but people are generally listening more at home and this is from smart devices and things like that they're becoming incredibly popular and um, what is also interesting is the platforms that we've been talking about so analog af am fm just accounts for a third of radio uh, listening figures now what is really concerning now is and this is a, a problem that's being addressed at uh, i believe the radio today conference which we'll uh, get to some of the notes in a bit, uh, is uh, it's worrying from from anyone that wants a career in radio because, uh, unfortunately, the young people, people, they're not listening to it. They're not listening to it. Um, and that's what this article from Radio Today picks up on. The, you know, the data uh, is worrying for anyone that is looking for new blood in terms of listening figures because reach-wise, there has been a gradual decline Five years ago, 6.6 .6 million people. Uh, I don't know, it's 15 to 24 is technically the young teenage audience. And that's now down from 6.6 .6 to 5.9. And since 2019, Facebook has seen their use for their app drop 13%, for instance. So um, technically 6.6 .6 to 5.9, I believe, is 3%. That's not too bad. But the problem... Uh, isn't really that radio that they just don't listen to it um they don't listen to it as much and in the last five years 15 to 24 year olds have reduced their radio listening by 40 percent between now and the last uh radar uh so that's been a drop of 17 percent not three percent 17 percent but uh, older older audiences have always been more um consumer friendly to radio and uh, they are still listening those those figures five years ago 45 to 54 year olds listened twice to twice as much radio as 15 to 24 but now the uh, the youth has declined even more so it's now three times as much so together young people not listening to radio uh, listening figures uh, what we've seen is listening figures despite increasing in certain areas what we're going to see is a gradual decline in youth radio so radio one capital hits uh they may see a kiss kiss not history but the kiss brand they they may see a gradual decline in their audience because they are geared towards younger audiences so taking that um there are yet less young people listening to radio they now choose um, 2.8 for 
for youth stations is why uh, their reach is dropping from 3.4 to 2.8. So they're getting less audiences. It's perhaps no surprise Radio 1 and KISS had some bad results. Radio 1 reaching, uh, well, we saw their reach. They're now the third most popular brand in the United Kingdom, 8.9 to 8.2. In fact, I believe if we go back to, if I can go back to the, um, uh, in terms of reach, if I just quickly have a look at the Heart Network, obviously they do. <laughs> They do a lot better in terms of their reach percentage than uh, than Radio One and even Capital. Um, you know, they're just behind Radio One. I will I would just say that's what those figures say. But um, Radio One and, and, and you know Capital seem to somewhat weather the storm, whereas Radio One and Radio and Kiss have had quite steady declines. Whereas Capitals haven't declined as much. They have declined, but they haven't declined as much. Um, going from 6.5 to 6.3 but that is a worry and um, youth orientated stations like One Extra and Capital Extra have not done as well so you know with the output changing Radio 1 and KISS have tried to kind of expand and go for that younger audience and using more podcasts I I think that's probably where radio is going in terms of you know, will there be much live radio in the future? Probably not, because there doesn't need to be uh, for younger for younger audiences. But um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But what is important is that uh, Ben Cooper, the former head of Radio One, he's been talking. He's currently the uh, Bauer Media's UK Chief Content and Music Officer. Um, he's appeared at the Radio Academy Festival, which is happening right now in 2021. Um, he's talked about. Um, his brands and it's about time to uh for talent to thrive um and he was talking essentially the the bullet point thing that he said that interest me was he wanted and this was the playing safe with your brand is the biggest risk now he is not averse ben cooper to big risks because he sacked, well, he didn't sack Chris Moyles. He got rid of Chris Moyles and replaced him with Nick Grimshaw, who did, by all means, get a younger audience for Radio 1. But what that doesn't tell you is that their audience absolutely went through the toilet uh, in terms of their declining numbers. But he was told to do that. Would I have gone for Nick Grimshaw? Eh, probably have gone for Greg James. It wouldn't have been much. It wasn't wouldn't have been too big a departure plus i always thought nick grimshaw was better on drive than than breakfast i always thought you know when he's on later in the day you get away with a little bit more than than you do at breakfast he's a you know he's more entertaining in the evening loved his 10 o'clock show by the way uh when nick grimshaw was on right at 10 uh, on radio one but um no i under he gets a lot of um Ben Cooper gets a lot of hatred for, well, not hatred, but a, a lot of dislike for getting rid of Chris Moyles from Radio 1 and, and not really replacing him with somebody like Scott Mills or, you know, I understand why he, you know, why Chris's tenure came to an end at Radio 1. It had to, eventually. And plus his audience base was more kind of edging, kind of crossing into Radio 2 territory in terms of the age of his, his, of his audience. And Scott Mills, kind of similar... So I understand why Scott Mills didn't get the breakfast show, which is something that, you know, probably he was gearing up for uh, all his career. 
but I, you know, Chris is at Radio X now. Scott Mills is going to get some cushy gig at Radio 2, surely. Surely they can't. BBC cannot let Scott Mills go. He is too valuable to them, surely. But anyway, back to this, because Ben Cooper has been talking. Um, he's been recording an episode, I, I think, of the Radio Today podcast. So when that comes out, that'll be interesting. But he's been talking about working youth brands, working together to kind of bring about the new age of uh, youth listening and... I don't see Global, Bauer, and BB. I can see the BBC being open, open uh, to working with with other brands. I don't see Global and Bauer doing it because I just don't see that happening. But they can prove me wrong. I'd like to be proven wrong, but I just don't see it happening. But I think what Ben does say, and and this will come across in the podcast. He wants media to thrive. He wants, he says that playing safe is the biggest risk. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of stations that do that. There's, I think commercial radio is fitting, fitting into this tight little format that, you know, personally, I don't like it, but some people do. And that's fair. That's fair enough. But he has said that playing safe with your brand is the biggest risk and you have to offer surprises. You have to offer depth, creativity. It's going to make you stand out in a crowded marketplace and i completely concur with ben cooper here because um uh, you know i always quote wrestling uh, because I, I view radio as like wrestling you try and get yourself over with a crowd if you're if you're the presenter and i think you know there was an old i think there's an old book in professional wrestling uh, by um i say an old book it's a book written by a professional wrestling uh, booker of uh one point called eric bischoff's controversy creates cash and i think uh, in the age where controversy is cancelled it's very hard to be creative but if you can do it i think you can get a very 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 far i think people want to hear creativity again on radio so i think what ben's i don't re i can't tell you what ben's actually saying whether he's just saying buzzwords or whether he's saying yeah let's get rid of the tight formatted 15 second link stuff and the repetitiveness of the song choices and let's let the presenters you know go back to how it used to be where in the 90s and the early north where in the early noughties and the early uh, and the uh, 90s and the 80s where you could be a little bit more creative and you could be a little bit more risque and you can have more fun with it whereas nowadays it's very much no, 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 this is what you will say. You'll say this and you'll take this much time. It's very, very planned, very planned. Whereas for me, the best radio is, is very sponta uh, spontaneous, which is why I don't plan a lot of my stuff. I, I know what I'm saying generally, but I don't know what other people are going to say. And I like that. I like that. It's why I like the zoo format, because that breeds spontaneity. But I think, you know, I, I think Ben's completely right. I think, you know, the create it is time to stop playing safe and it's time to be uh, more creative anyway that is it for radio anomics thank you very much for uh, watching you can tune into the podcast on spotify apple music uh, amazon as well 
as uh, Google Podcast. So thank you very much. Uh, I've been Dan the Radio Man. That has been uh, the first ever Radionomic show. Uh, hopefully we'll do this again. Uh, and uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, actually, before I go, a new podcast is available on the air. A new episode, episode two with uh, Chris Baxter of BBC Radio Late Show in the West, BBC Radio Gloucestershire, uh, BBC Radio Bristol, BBC Radio Wiltshire and BBC Radio Somerset. It's coming out Saturday at 12 on YouTube as well as on Spotify, Apple Music and Amazon Music uh, and Google Podcasts as well. That comes out at 12 on Saturday if you want to tune into your podcast provider or come to this very YouTube channel. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great rest of your week. Bye from me and I've been Dan the Radio Man and uh, tune back here, subscribe for more radio news. Thank you.